Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say... Goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what? I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Dori Shafrir. Mm, and I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. It's true. And before we actually talk about serums today, mm-hmm. we, have a few, we have a few reminders. You can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mentioned on the show. Please do follow us on Twitter at forever35pod, on Instagram at forever35podcast. You may join the Forever 35 Facebook group where the password is serums. There is an extensive list of spinoff groups. You you will, you will have to find something that suits your fancy. Like, it's. I was actually just in the document listing all the subgroups like about 30 minutes ago. And it's wild. It's, it's wild. wild. It's very <laughs> it's amazing. Wild. So, so go do that. You can also sign up for our newsletter 
at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. You can call and text us at 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. And I just want to remind everyone that you have, I'm doing the math in my head, you have less than two weeks to pre-order my book and register for the happy hour that Kate and I are doing on June 7th. So get on that and then head on over to dory-shafrier.com and register. It's free. All you have to do is pre-order my book in any format from any retailer. We always love an independent bookstore Mm -hmm. purchase, but we understand it's not possible for everyone. So any retailer, any format. And if you get the audiobook, you're going to hear Dory reading her book. You will hear my dulcet tones. (laughs) You may pre-order the audiobook. We love we love Libro.fm. You can pre-order yeah. from there. So, you know, Kate, we actually do have a promo code with yieldlibro.fm. And it is Libro.fm slash redeem slash forever35. And the fun thing about Libro.fm is a portion of their sales go to independent bookstores. I like it. I like I it too. Like it a lot. So if you're an audiobook person, check it out. That's how I listen to my audiobooks. Me too. And that's how I'm going to listen to you read to me. Oh, that's so I'll, sweet. I'll probably, <laughs> uh, I'm I've already pre-ordered the book book, but maybe I'll also get the audiobook just to really dory it up a little bit in my life. Oh, that's so that's so nice. Mm, that's so can't nice. get enough of you. Uh, I mean, likewise. (laughs) Anyway, how's it going? I I promised we were going to talk about serums, and you have some serum news. So I do. Okay. You know, the folks at Vintner's Daughter have been very kind and generous in sending me their products occasionally. And they just very kindly sent me both their essence and their serum. And I really like their products, as has been mentioned on the show. And, you know, their products have a very high price point. So, um, you know, kind of making them not accessible for a lot of people or like a big splurge. And what I was thinking is what if I used my face as an experiment and I did a 30-day Vintner's Daughter Challenge where I only used i'm let me say this with a caveat i'm going to kind of build out a smaller skincare regimen but i just thought why don't i just use these two products on my face after cleansing and see what happens so that would be their active treatment essence and then their active botanical serum and then after 30 days i would report back on what if anything had happened. Now, we're not doing this in conjunction with them. They don't know. They don't know about this. And I feel like I've pitched something like this to myself before, but have never followed through. But Evan, I, I have, right? I, lo- I love the idea of pitching something to yourself. <laughs> been like, Kate, here's an idea. But I yeah. mean, I think I've like even said this on this here podcast, but like I was just looking at the products. It's, you know, it's two products. So I was like, I could really, I could scale down to a cleanser, this active botanical, uh, excuse me, their essence and their serum and just see what that's like. 
to live 30 days with like three steps. And then, of course, sunscreen. With the caveat that I'm I'm probably going to want to exfoliate once a week and also have an extra moisturizer on hand in case I feel like the serum is not enough. So I have embarked on this journey today, Dory. Uh, and I started this morning. Hey. Yeah. And? Oh, everything's changed. My face is completely different. Wow. I'm a a new one. Everything is the same. Um, It feels my face, my skin feels amazing. I'm probably going to keep a couple cleansers on hand too, depending on how my skin is feeling. Mm -hmm. But I I was really thinking like I would empty out my medicine cabinet. I'm overflowing with products. Look, a blessing Mm -hmm. from a blessing from doing this show. But so, yeah, so I was going to I was going to give that a go. Um, There are. Vintner's daughter describes their active treatment essence as a hydrating formula that delivers radiance and renewal to all skin. So I've started that today. And then their serum is a face oil, which has 22 botanicals in it. So it's a lot. So here we go. Here we here goes Kate. On this journey. This is exciting. Because I do feel like, you know, it helps when, especially when these products are at such a high price point, it helps to have someone speak to the experience before you dip a toe. You know, you don't mm-hmm. want to dip that toe. If you, you want to dip that toe, like you got to, before you dip, you got to know what you're dipping into. So I will say, oh, Dory, I've been teaching my kids how to wash their face, their faces. Oh. <laughs> My oldest is having some pimples. She's going through puberty. And then and then they both like to play with makeup and like experiment. And yesterday we had a party at, <laughs> for 30 minutes where we dressed up and danced outside and they both put Cute. on like full faces of makeup. So we washed our face after and like I realized it's the thing that we've done for so long that I'm just like, yeah, just put it on and put it on the washcloth and like scrub around and they like don't get the concept. So I've been teaching them how to wash their face and we all washed our face with Vanna Cream's Gentle Cleanser. And then I used um, a hydrating moisturizer from e.l.f. And it was very nice. So I was like, well, this combo is nice, too. Maybe I got to just, oh, just do this Vanna Cream so, e.l.f. combo. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. They've got a Vanna Cream and a CeraVe in their bathroom. That's what I'm working with them on. Oh, yeah. what a nice, like, bonding thing. It was actually kind of fun. <laughs> to say like we were all in there and i was like i'll do it too so you can see what it's like and it was kind of it was really sweet that's really sweet although we did use we did use a like um you know like a cleansing balm first to double cleanse because they had so much makeup on and they were just like it's all over my skin and i was like yes that's how it's supposed to like they just (laughs) It's like, well, welcome to this part of life if you choose to choose to explore it. So anyways, that's what I'm up to with this in the skincare zone. I will I will check back in in about two weeks and then I'll I'll give you an update in four weeks. And you know what? I'll share a photo on Instagram. Yeah, I'll share a photo so you can kind of see what other products I'm throwing around in this situation just to have on hand. But otherwise, I'm cleaning out the closet. I'm going to put I'm going to even like put my retinol away for a month and see what happens. Wow. Okay. I don't know. You know, why not have fun with my face? It's not like the world's going to end if I don't use retinol for a month. That's true. So that is true. You, 
you, Dory, had some self-care that you haven't had in a while. Yes. So How did it feel? Oh, it felt amazing. So I we're talking about venturing out into the world. Now that we are fully vaxxed and now that more and more people are also fully vaxxed. And the CDC and the was CDC like, masks, was like, who needs them? <laughs> the CDC was like, go party. <laughs> go wild, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Um, so, you know, I'd gone out to dinner, including with Kate Spencer. Mm-hmm. Gone out We're to going few, again soon. We are going again soon. I, we got out to a few. I got out to a few dinners um, with, you know, kind of one on one, one three person dinner, but just a few, a few, few dinners. But I hadn't like gone to someone's house and hung out inside. And I did that last night. Okay, take us on this journey. Were you nervous before? Were you, did you start masked? Like, how did it go? You know, we actually, we, it was, it kind of felt like there's this new, like, consent protocol. Yes, which I think is like a fantastic thing for us to model. So, yes, I'm into so it. When we were texting, I, the, the person whose house we were going to, our initial plan had been to sit outside, but I was like, I'm not going to be able to get there until 7.30 after Henry's bedtime. How do people feel about hanging out indoors? And everyone was like, I feel fine about that. And then it was like, someone else was like, what are, like, are we eating? Like, what's happening? And everyone was like, we're eating. <laughs> so, um, so I feel like we had all, we had kind of like set the ground rules beforehand. We great. all obviously knew we were all vaccinated and like way past the two week window. So I felt pretty confident going into it. And the thing that was just so nice that I was like reflecting on afterwards was how normal it felt. Mm. Mm. And it was just so nice to be like, at a ta- like sitting around a table with three friends eating pizza oh. and like chatting you know like it, it was just these these very simple things that we used to totally take for granted yeah like why wouldn't we take them for granted but that we haven't done or i haven't done in over a year so that was really nice and it made me excited for more hanging out in the future that sounds amazing it was pretty great i'm not gonna lie i'm so happy you got to do that and i'm happy it feels good you know because i know there's a lot of stress and anxiety kind of in 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 the re-entering portion of this and also like you know different states are having different guidelines and here in california like we're not all doing exactly what the cdc has said like it's so kind of it's it's overwhelming the information and the differences totally. and so for it to feel so positive also pizza mm. no and it was really good pizza oh i just pizza is the yeah. best food yeah. can you tell i have my period right now <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's take a break uh well dory when we come back we have a a really fun interview if i do say so myself. Not to toot our own horn, but we had a blast. We interviewed Kristen Conger and Caroline Irvin of the amazing podcast Unladylike. 
And the four of us just gabbed it up. We really did. Um, we had we had so much fun. We do talk about skincare products. We talk about the politics of wellness. I mean, we just get into it. We really do. And we will be on Unladylike in a few weeks. So Yeah, so stay tuned for us. Be sure to check that out. Um, they're wonderful and their podcast is fantastic. So yeah. we are excited to share our conversation with them after the break. Yeah. All right. Be right back. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from thirty dollars. You got washable silk tops, really stunning fourteen karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like 
on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 Lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss, or Think Like a Boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get or, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say, like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like, get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. 
Well, we are very excited because today we've got two guests. We've got two podcast teams, a quartet of work wives. Our guests today are the hosts of Unladylike, Kristen Conger and Caroline Irvin. And we're going to kick off with their bios and then we will just, we'll just get in. We'll just open the door and jump into our conversation because we have a lot to talk about. Kristen is an established voice on 21st century women, gender, and feminism, and she prides herself in educating, inspiring, and making folks laugh at the same time. Whether on the page, on stage, on camera, or in the podcast studio, she sees no stereotype too superficial, no inequality too insurmountable, and no topic too taboo to confront with credibility and candor, which, editorial note for me, you both do so well on your show. And her favorite animal is her multi-poo rescue Brewster. And Caroline is a research-driven feminist investigator, always on the hunt for the hidden histories of women who have changed the world. An editor by training, Caroline employs her print journalism background in her new media approach to educating audiences about health, history, and pop culture through a gendered lens. And she also loves corgis, Otis writing records, and strong gin and tonics. And... Their podcast uh, and unladylike media is is really you've really kind of I don't want to say become become an empire, but I do want to say that <laughs> about your show. <laughs> I mean, you've you've really carved out such an amazing space in discussing the experience of women in culture through this really intersectional feminist lens, and it's it's a really you've created such a great community through your show. It's, it's been such a pleasure getting to be a listener. I know. I'm well, just, thank you. Uh, just basking in, in this because <laughs> I mean, having admired y'all from afar and watching you build the forever 35 empire. Um, I mean, I, I guess I'd say the feeling is mutual. Aw. Oh, well, so this nice. is just delightful. This is going to be a <laughs> sleepover vibe today. So, you know, we start just about every episode of our show asking guests about a self-care practice. So if you each wouldn't mind starting there and um, whatever that means to you, because you've had some really interesting discussions about self-care on your show. So I'm we're both really excited to kind of talk to you more about about it. But what is for each of you one practice that you do on a daily basis or a regular basis that contributes to your self-care? Mm. I would have to say that in general, um, on a large scale, I am not great at practicing uh, any deep self-care, but on a smaller, like day-to-day basis, every morning I take, after my coffee, I, I make sure to take like 30 minutes to like quietly drink coffee. And then every day I spend another like 20 minutes brushing my teeth and applying all of my skincare, putting all sorts of lotions on my face to make me feel better um, emotionally, if not look better <laughs> physically. We have yet to see whether they really pay off. Uh, but yeah, just taking that little bit of time with my serums in the morning is uh, is probably my, my standard self-care. When you say you drink coffee quietly, do you are you looking at your phone or is it like a morning practice where you're just like me the cup together? Um, okay, so I aspire to one day have it be me and the cup, but in reality, it is 
me and the cup and Twitter, sometimes Instagram, sometimes Zillow. <laughs> oh, Zillow. Looking at Zillow is its own form of self-care, as I can attest. Yeah, or punishment, depending. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that is true. I don't know about y'all, but the both the rental and the real estate markets in Atlanta are bananas. And uh it's fun though to dream. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty rough out here. It's bad. I do a lot of like looking at houses in Palm Springs. <laughs> you know, like like or I'll do a lot of like, what's going on in my hometown? Let's look at the I, just weird. I don't know what it is. But yes, I get that. Um, I get that urge. Well, we will dig more into your list of serums. But we do want to hear from Kristen about a self-care practice. So I do want to quickly say about the serums of it all, which we can come back to. Um, I I cannot indulge in serums and masks in a self-care kind of way like I used to because my face has been visited by uh, an intruder called perioral dermatitis Mm. and I am basically allowed to use nothing on my face so that is not my self-care right now (laughs) although uh, I guess maybe taking antibiotics for it I guess is a form of self-care but in terms of daily self-care, I try to make myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day for lunch, Monday through Friday, which sounds maybe like the opposite of (laughs) self-care. Maybe it sounds like deprivation to just be uh, giving myself the gift of a sandwich. But working from home, it's so easy for the hours to just all bleed one into the other and um, to have no structure in the day. And it took me longer than I'd like to admit to realize that, oh, I need to actually carve out time to stop and feed myself something that will then get me keep me going. And the thing that I have found is just the the simplicity of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because it gives me a little protein, a little sugar, a little carb, uh, and it doesn't take so much time that I can somehow make an excuse to just not do it. So it's just a small, a small way that I try to set myself up for success in my day to day. And in addition to that, although I don't do it every day, I have ever since we did an Unladylike episode last year on uh, weightlifting, talking to a lot of really ripped women. And I have discovered the joy of getting stronger, like exercising to build strength and not worrying about like the, uh, the calorie burning of it all, doing a bunch of cardio. Um, and yeah, I, I, now when I do push-ups, I hate them, but, um, I, I like, I like being able to feel strong. <laughs> so there's that. That's really cool. <laughs> and by lifting weights, I do mean, um, uh, a pair of eight pound dumbbells. <laughs> so, right. Hey, that's it. whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> Those are hard. 
I, I was lifting 10 pound weights yesterday. I've also kind of gotten into weightlifting and strength training and, and focusing on like, uh, focusing on strength as opposed to like calories and weight loss, which is, would have been, you know, which I've spent, you know, 20 years of my life thinking about. And even, you know, what we consider less like lighter weights, they're hard. The second you get going, it's a lot of work. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I really, uh, it's, it's helped. I think it has improved my relationship with my body. Um, and it's, derailed some of that instinct towards oh weight loss and um i don't know uh especially getting older uh on the cusp of my 37th birthday you know things are changing things are settling in different places and i don't want to spend the rest of my life fighting it so i feel like it's um i don't know it's a it's a healthier way to feel better about myself I love that. So are y'all hearing? There's a thunderstorm happening outside. So <gasps> oh, that is what I'm hearing. I okay. do hear it. Yes. That's okay. I mean, we can't stop. Can't change the weather. <laughs> um, Wait, y'all can't do that. that I mean, <laughs> I wish Sammy we can. could. Sammy could figure it out. They yeah. know how to do it. Um, one thing that we didn't talk about in your bio bios is that you both were the founders of the stuff mom never told you podcast um which was a pioneer let's just say it um and you hosted it for six years before starting on ladylike media in 2018 and i'd love for you both to just talk about kind of why you decided to strike out on your own and what has the experience of running a company together been like for you? Well, Kristen, you actually started Stuff Mom Never Told You in what, 2008 nine. or nine? Yeah. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. even earlier than the two of you were doing it together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's... <sighs> so to the question of why we decide to strike out on our own. To be totally honest, it was a lot of it was driven by the fact that we wanted to sort of put our money where our mouths were. Uh, That doesn't sound quite right. But we spent a lot of time on the podcast talking about feminism and knowing your worth and claiming your space and all this stuff. And around 2015-2016 we really started realizing that we we were making making a lot of podcasts uh that we didn't own when we left mm. the job we had to walk away from everything that we had built and by that point it was hundreds of podcast episodes uh we had a whole YouTube channel so hundreds of videos, all of our social media accounts, all of the followings, everything just had to let it go, which was crushing in a lot of ways, because at that point, that was, that was kind of our careers up until then. And uh, we wanted to, more than anything, we wanted to own our work and have more agency over the things that we were creating um, and uh, and not having to constantly a- answer to 
a lot of clueless men. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why I feel nervous saying it, but it's true. Like, Well, because, uh, yeah, because we don't talk about it. I mean, Dory and I have been through something very, through similar things. And um, yeah, because we're still existing in a patriarchy, right? Where those clueless men are in charge. <laughs> So, well, in podcasting, it was just like, I mean, like many other industries was so has been so male dominated for so long. I feel like it's changing slowly, but especially Kristen, when you got started, I mean, it was just all dudes talking to each other and running stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it gets to feel kind of oppressive after a while. Yeah. And it's it's funny thinking about when. Me and the original co-host for Stuff I Never Told You, Molly Edmonds, um, we went into pitch Stuff I Never Told You, which we knew was going to be a hard sell at the time because even in 2009, not very long ago, and I think we originally pitched in 2008, the idea of women <laughs> focusing on women and gender was wildly niche. And I will never forget uh, telling my male boss, it's not going to be a bunch of chick chat. You know, we'll we'll bring the facts and have substantive conversations, oh which I mean, hello, my younger <laughs> self. Uh, <laughs> um, but but that was really that was really the climate. And it took a long time for the powers that be to uh, to understand that this was that it was a show worth having and i think for a long time um it was sort of uh what's that uh, the saying about like low expectations like i think we did benefit kind of from mm. the very low expectations of um of our bosses because they they didn't really keep much of an eye on us cuz they didn't really care about what we were doing and they didn't think that it was going to make enough money um so we were able to uh especially once caroline came on board and we really became um the work wives that we are today uh we were thanks to their low expectations we were able to leave on our own terms and we mm -hmm. couldn't take anything with us but we were nonetheless able to go and start something of our own um much to the surprise of some of those men that we left behind who just assumed that we would never make it on our own. <laughs> mm. wow. You have. Um, and you've done an amazing job kind of creating your own space. How, how did, how did you both like, were there moments of self doubt? And I'm, I'm wondering like, what is the secret to learning your own value and owning that? Because I'm still working on that and it comes with a lot of, um, kind of questioning and wondering if you're like, you know, self-doubt. And did you ever, either of you ever have to work through that as you did this? Every day? Short answer, yes. Yeah. <laughs> still, still am? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, self-doubt in every direction, right? Um, am I, am I smart enough? Am I hardworking enough? Um, will anyone listen? Uh, will anyone read what we wrote in our book? Um, will anyone come to a show that we put on? Um, and I 
I knew that something had shifted when the other day, not too long ago, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who was talking about her nerves around asking for more money at her like regular non-podcasting day job. <laughs> and I just gave her like some super like you you know what you're worth. Like you know that this is bullshit, that they're not paying you enough, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I, I reflected on that conversation after the fact and was like, I don't know if I would have been so just like blindly confident 10 years ago. <laughs> When I started podcasting with Kristen, but um, I don't know, there's something about sort of going through the professional and and personal ringer to create something that um, I definitely feel more comfortable in, in knowing my worth, but there are still questions every day about, can I pull it off? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, one of the the main things that I've had to face down and I'm still working through is some massive fear of failure. Yeah. <laughs> and and learning how to as as one of my therapists puts it, um embracing versus bracing because <laughs> I'm a Ooh. bracer. I like brace for impact. I'm constantly running through worst case scenarios um, and kind of courting catastrophe in my mind. And I have been really working in the past few years, especially to kind of unlearn those instincts and embrace the possibility of failure, which feels so, so unnatural to me. Um, and, And one of the things about striking out on our own and becoming our own bosses that I did not anticipate that really threw me for a loop was how much of my own kind of fear of failure and my own sort of issues I had been projecting onto my former like annoying male boss like he was a clueless dude of course like all of the reasons why i'm not you know achieving the things that i want to achieve is because this guy you know he doesn't get it and he has terrible ideas and uh it's just it's all patriarchy right which some of that yes (laughs) but also then once we were out and it was like oh okay well now it's up to us now now i'm the annoying boss oh (laughs) Well, what do I do with all this frustration? Because I'm, you know, automatically not just magically succeeding at everything. And it really forced me to confront a lot of a lot of the ways that I'd been kind of um, kind of juking and dodging from my own insecurities. And uh, Caroline and I are also just big proponents of therapy. I mean, amen. Yeah. Love my therapist. Yeah. Yeah. And creating, I think for the both of us too, creating safe spaces for each other to be emotionally honest with where we are on any given day. Like if one of us is in an anxiety spiral, feeling safe to just say that. And um, and it makes such a big difference. That's a really powerful aspect of working together is is allowing for those moments, right? Like that's 
we don't always we don't always get that when we're, our workspaces are created for by other people. So it's interesting that you've made that happen for yourselves. But also, like, what a what a degree of self awareness that you have Oof. to acknowledge that some of what you were feeling before was projection. I mean, that's a really hard thing to wrap your head around. I think yeah. so. I'm impressed by that. I mean, honestly, it. I had no other choice but to do that because I had reached a point of feeling like I was kind of banging my head against the wall. And I, I just kind of had to face myself in a way because it was either like, oh, okay, well, you can either just continue avoiding this and flush unladylike down the toilet because you're not going to be able to, to get it done yeah. uh, by avoiding it. Or you can, um, get back into therapy, <laughs> be more vulnerable with your work wife and really start working on it. And in the year that Caroline and I both quit our job. So I quit my job Halloween of 2016. So <laughs> um, it was the same year as well that I got married. And I feel like in a lot of ways, like those two relationships, like Caroline and I <laughs> became work wives on a deeper level. Uh, I got married. And then it's funny how in some ways, like those growing relationships have mirrored each other in terms of, you know, times when Caroline and I will butt heads and we've had to work through things together in a very kind of couples therapy kind of way. Um, and not in like a creepy, like codependent sort of way, but in, <laughs> in a way I think is, has made, um, made us stronger and also made our work better because of it. I hope Caroline, I'm speaking for you now, so <laughs> you might have a different story. Yeah, no, I do agree that it, it makes the work better. Um, but it also makes it easier. Um, when we are able to really get on the same page and, um, and, and go full steam ahead, uh, it, it only makes what we're doing better and, and easier and more fun. <laughs> yeah. Could you help us examine the idea of self-care through an intersectional feminist lens? I mean, no pressure, obviously. <laughs> That's a big ask, but... <laughs> I do think that the the way you examine things on your show um, is very helpful in kind of deconstructing all these systems and expectations. And self-care is very fraught, right? Like, because in many ways, um, it's trivialized. In other ways, it is like used for harm and perpetuating harm. And in other ways, it's like it's very necessary and and important. And so I I know like this is something I've personally struggled with of like how much am I participating in harmful systems when I talk about self care? I practice self care, or how much am I actually taking care of myself for the better? And I I'm curious how you navigate this personally and also kind of intellectually. Hmm. Um, I. On the one hand, I fully understand that I enjoy a degree of privilege that allows me to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. um, and that is, that's financial privilege, that's time privilege, that's just, uh, it's privilege across the board. Um, 
and that I get to speak with someone who understands me and my circumstances in my life, as opposed to having a therapist who does not know where I'm coming from or does not understand me. So that's on the one hand. On the other hand, I would be a terrible person if I didn't go to therapy. And I'm not saying that that applies to other people. I'm just saying that for me personally, um, if I hadn't been open enough <laughs> to be vulnerable in therapy one and with Kristen two, um, I would just be a nightmare, uh, of like a mental health equivalent of pig pen from the peanuts. Um, <laughs> and so my privilege allows me to go to a wonderful therapist. Um, but it's also so, so necessary for me. Caroline, I don't want to totally put you on the spot, but um, I, when we were writing our unladylike book, you ran across sort of the origins of even the concept of self-care mm. that blew my mind. And uh, I was wondering if, I don't know if any, maybe some of that like background. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, a lot of times and, and rightfully so, uh, chalk up the more political concept of self-care to Audre Lorde. Um, and I think that that's absolutely uh, credit where credit's due uh, as self-care as a concept, as a political idea. But the more. Can I, can I interrupt you real quick? Could you tell our listeners who might not know who Audre Lorde is? Oh, sure. Um, Audre Lorde is a poet, a writer. Well, I should say the late Audre Lorde was a poet and a writer and a scholar. Um, and in her beautiful writing, she talks about how for her as a queer black woman, taking care of herself, performing self-care is an act of political resistance caring for myself is not self-indulgence it is self-preservation and that is an act of political warfare is that the right one yes but the actual like more medical <laughs> health-wise individual definition of self-care comes from a nurse named dorothy odom um and it was she in- meant it very literally in terms of we measure self-care by how someone is able to care for themselves. Can they feed themselves properly, get the proper nutrition, get exercise? Um, and so it had a much more um, sort of literal, literal concept from the get-go. So then how do you navigate doing these things for your for yourselves or how do you how do you navigate for example you mentioned your like skincare and serum practice and this is something i think about a lot are we buying into patriarchal bullshit when we buy a bunch of skincare products are we truly doing it for ourselves does it even matter yes <laughs> um yeah no i uh if i were not steeped in the same patriarchal brew that the rest of us are i wouldn't care about my wrinkles 
I wouldn't care about my zits. Um, but I am, we all are. And so, yes, I do have a budget item in my budget for Sephora. This is a true fact. Um, and ultimately I don't care though. And that's one thing that, that, um, being a part of Unladylike has <laughs> done for me is helped me say, I don't care more and more. Um, I think the important thing is to be aware of where these attitudes and ideas come from, that they exist, but that two things can be true. I can be steeped in patriarchal bullshit and hate my wrinkles unnecessarily. I can also enjoy putting creams on my face and having it soothe me uh, and be a nice entry into my day. Um, yeah. Two things are true. Two things are true. I, I feel like I should tattoo that on my forehead. <laughs> okay, well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because, look, as I'm learning, in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like, I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I know. visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. All right, we are back. I hate to switch gears abruptly, but I'm going to. 
I'm going to turn us, I'm going to turn this boat, steer this boat back to skincare for a second, for a hot (laughs) second for both of you, because I do want to know specifically, Caroline, what are the creams you, what are these things that you do enjoy putting on your face? And then Kristen, I think it would be really interesting for our audience to hear about your experience with perioral dermatitis, because that is something we just adore. I can't remember who it is, but someone else just said they were dealing with this. Another guest. I cannot remember who. Yeah, this did just come up and I don't remember who it was. And I think it's a very common thing that happens. And it's also interesting that it happens to happen to you in your mid to late 30s. So, Carolyn, if you don't mind just rattling off your list, telling us some faves. And then, Kristen, I'd love to hear even just what you are using the bare minimum to kind of help you through it. Sure. Okay. So I use Aveeno uh, foaming face wash, the extra gentle kind that's like peach, peach colored. Ooh, um, ooh. I use that at night to wash my face. Um, then I will use sometimes like the Thayer's toner. Uh, then I slather on Sunday Riley Good Jeans. I am a Sunday Riley Good Jeans de- devotee. Devotee? Wow. Yes. Uh, it ain't cheap, but it works. And I hate that it works. God, I hate that it works. Um, then I put on, uh, let's see, a, uh, like a retinol eye cream from Rock. And then slather. My, my moisturizer that I'm on right now is Confidence in a Cream, the night cream. It's in like a light yellow jar. I slather that over top of everything after like 10 minutes of it setting in. Um, then I've got Dr. Brandt, uh, like vitamin C retinol neck cream. Cause I'm getting, y'all, I'm getting crapey. I am too. I'm, uh, I am too. I'm feeling feel it. That. I'm feeling it's, bad about my neck yeah. and I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have that book from Nora Ephron. It's on my to read list. I feel bad about mm-hmm. my neck. Um, and I do feel bad about it and I wish I didn't, but I do. Um, and then, okay, during the day, I wake up in the morning because I shower at night. I wake up in the morning. I get my um, Garnier uh, micellar, micellar water. How do you pronounce that? Micellar. We still don't know. Okay. We well, talked that, about it for three it's been years. been an endless debate. Yeah. That special water that costs like $7 in a bottle. I, I, I do that. Then I do a vitamin C cream, which hack for y'all. Sephora often offers various vitamin C creams as their little like bonus treats. And you can get a lot of them if you split up your orders into multiple orders. I'm just saying that's how I've ended up. It's now May. Ooh. It's now May and I have not paid for vitamin C cream this year. Ooh, I see what you're doing. You are saying like, I'm going to order a bunch of things, but mm-hmm. I'm going to divide the mm-hmm. orders so I can keep getting this little sample. Yes. Oh, that's genius. Yeah. Wow. Way to play the system. Okay. Thank you. Um, Okay. Vitamin C cream. And then I do a, um, I have a, I think it's Bobby Brown, um, like vitamin enriched eye base thing. I I switch up my eye cream during the day a lot. Uh, And then over that, because I'm oily, I don't really need a day moisturizer. I slather um, super goop sunscreen all over my face and now Mm. my neck because I need to freeze time. And I, yes, I also hate that I feel that pressure, but I do. So, yeah, that's, uh, I think that 
that's not even makeup, but I don't wear makeup except for the weekends. So yeah, that's it. That about sums it up. <laughs> that was a beautiful journey. Yeah. Thank you for taking us on it. <laughs> okay. So now we switch over to Kristen with the perioral, perioral dermatitis situation. Ooh, yeah. Uh, get ready for a really exciting regimen, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so in the morning, I wash my face with a CeraVe face wash and gently slather my face in some CeraVe all-day moisturizing cream uh, and maybe a little bit of a, some sunscreen in there too. I might put on some mascara and we call it a day. And then at the end of the day, I get out my CeraVe hydrating <laughs> face wash and then put the lotion on and then get on into bed. It is uh, literally my dermatologist was like, okay, um, you don't use anything but CeraVe because one of, if, if you develop perioral dermatitis, which basically looks like acne but worse and the perioral is latin for around your mouth so um my it it starts for me like kind of around my my lips and down my chin and around my kind of chin strap area jawline and i've just been watching it i'm going through a breakout right now and i've just been watching it go from right to left just taking over my face wow. um and uh I had never heard of it until last year when all of a sudden I I got the worst breakout I've ever had, like to the point where it's the painful breakout where you mm. can feel your skin constantly. And it was to the point that, granted, this was also mid-pandemic, but I I didn't even want to go to a dermatologist because I didn't even want anyone like touching my skin mm. i was Dang. grateful for masks because at least like it would cover it up when i would go out in public otherwise like i i just never been that deeply self-conscious about it so thanks to the pandemic my dermatologist was offering virtual visits where you just take like a thousand unflattering selfies and submit them <laughs> Uh, and let her know your routine. And uh, so I did that. And she was like, oh, this is you have acne and perioral dermatitis, but we have to take care of the the PO. Uh, no, whatever. PD. <laughs> perioral dermatitis. It's a mouthful. Uh, we have to take care of that first and then we can work on uh, the acne. And she instructed me to just stop. Stop using anything but a very gentle face wash and moisturizer. Cause I think part of what triggered it the last time was, uh, you know, we were bored. This was early in quarantine. Like everyone was going to have a glow up. Right. So <laughs> I started, you know, experimenting with different oils and products and masks and things like that. And I think that partly something inflamed my skin. Um, and this go around, I think it might honestly be largely stress-induced. Yeah. Um, that's my my pet theory. But uh, yeah, that's 
that's my very, very unglamorous regimen. But I do, in terms of self-care, I do practice a little bit of, it feels not so much like self-care, but maybe self-delusion. Uh, have y'all ever talked about a little product called Frownies? Oh, yes. Yes, frownies have come up. <laughs> yes, my husband went through a phase of wearing frownies at some point, like five, ten years ago. <laughs> yes. Do you use them? So I have been using them. I've, I've been kind of on a on a break lately because uh, I'll just share this too. Uh, one side effect of my antidepressant is night sweats. So it just gets, y'all, it just gets sexier and sexier, really. Um, <laughs> and frownies, for those of y'all who don't know, are like basically stickers that you put on your your wrinkles to hold your face in place while you sleep. Um, but since it's an adhesive, <laughs> if I have a particularly sweaty night, I'll wake up so disappointed because like <laughs> the sticker will be just like down <laughs> like, on my on my mouth or something like it just slid off in the middle of the night your frowny um, is trying to kill you it just slowly slides over your nose like, exactly <laughs> um but i i started using them at the end of the year after unladylike did an episode on on botox and i have a very very deep wrinkle in between my eyebrows to the point that um now when I see my father, he just like really likes to stare closely at it and just say, oh, are you okay? Oh my God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you get that from me? I'm just like looking horrified. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's just, it, it's, it is the wrinkle that really, that does bug me because it's right in between my eyebrows. So it just amplifies any like resting bitch face I have going on and um you know it's kind of an angry line um and we did this episode on botox and wrinkles and i mentioned this and we got a tip from a listener who was like hey listen uh if you don't if you don't want to spring for botox and you have some patience try frownies so i don't know that they work but if you <laughs> if i'm able to stay dry <laughs> through the night and can get get it to stay on all night it really is a lift in the morning when i peel it off because for at least the first hour of the day it is it has smoothed out that wrinkle wow so i look i do look fresh when i wake up but okay i say it's self-delusion because it's not you know by the time i've like had a shower and i'm ready for the day she's settled back in but um <laughs> you know turns for more yeah, I always need a momentary uh, lift, though. But that says it's also like the one thing that I can, um, you know, since I can't indulge in, in serums and potions, I'm just putting um, old Hollywood stickers on my face. Like, hey, why not? Like Betty Davis and those yeah. old gals used to do. <laughs> you know, they make them for your cleavage, too. Ooh. Because when you sleep hmm. at night, you oh, know, yes. and your boobs. You know, you know when you're People just asked us about these. Yeah, I I've only seen them in the backs of trashy magazines, and I don't mean porn mags. I mean like Us Weekly. <laughs> I realized thing. as soon as Same I said trashy diff. magazines that that sounded questionable. Well, y'all, this has been so wonderful to have you on. So fun. I mean, I could just gab all day. 
where can our listeners find you both individually and also learn everything about unladylike media, listen, read, get everything from you? Um, I am at the Caroline Irv on um, Instagram and Twitter. And we are at Unladylike Media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yes. And I I have become uh, woefully delinquent in my personal social media practices, which is something that I, I do need to work on. Got to face that, y'all. Um, <laughs> but in the meantime, you can find me uh, at all of the Unladylike Media things. And we should also tell our listeners that we are that we are doing an episode of your show, so they should check out Unladylike to hear us. Yes, Absolutely. yeah, and uh, you can find all of our episodes and our book and all just all sorts of fun things at our website, which is unladylike.co. No M because we're spicy. <laughs> and all listen, right, um, y'all are gonna want to tune into the forever 35 unladylike podcast because it's an advice episode and mm-hmm. we've got some dudes i can't wait i cannot wait yeah yeah <laughs> all right thanks everyone thanks um you guys this was so fun yeah thank you so much for having us uh yeah, I yes. thank you so much i don't get to talk about skincare that often so this is fun <laughs> this is why we have the show well they were just very cool that was fun. That was super that was fun. Super fun. I it's been a real I will say and this is a little bit in the weeds, but it's really been a pleasure getting to talk to other podcasters so much this year. I feel like we've totally. done a lot of interviews with other pods and it's just been um I feel like we share a cool connection with them. Is that too mm-hmm. emo? Like I just yeah. want to like get everybody every podcaster together for like a big slumber party. Oh, that would be so fun. Would it? It would be yeah, fun. Yeah, right? it would. It would be fun. I would fun. need to sleep on a bed. I don't think I could sleep on the floor anymore. Yeah. I would be the high maintenance person at the slumber party. You know how there's always one. Yeah. I hear that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Dory, uh tell us about your intention last week. Okay. So, my I have to be Honest, we are recording this before my birthday, mm-hmm. and my intention had been to like figure out something to do on my birthday. Um, and I have like a vague idea, but it's also I don't know. It's gonna be a little chilly on on my birthday. I mean, chilly for LA, but whatever. I'm gonna take some time for myself, and it'll be perfect. It'll be fine. Yes, and then this week I'm gonna take a cue from Kate Spencer. <gasps> And I'm going to schedule my week and see how that goes. I've been, I've been the planner sprint with me. I've been dabbling in it. Like I've been scheduling um, my, like when I'm going to exercise and when I'm going to practice the piano. And you follow the schedule. And I've been, I've been mostly following it. Um, So that's been good. And it's just like nice to have that time allotted, you know? Definitely. but I, I want to. I want to get. Oh, and also, I signed up for Calendly. <laughs> you know. Oh, interesting. Yes. And someone had reached out to me about um, 
something about my book and was like, can we talk about this more? And I said, yes, please pick a time. (laughs) That's amazing. I I felt so like efficient. (laughs) Maybe I should do that. That's a great idea because it it connects to your calendar and then you can just be like, here's when I'm free. Yes. Yes. Mm, And you can, so it knows when you're free and then, you can tell it like between what time and what time you want to set meetings and you can block off days and ooh baby and it was just okay. nice instead of being like so i'm free on blah 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 and blah blah Ugh. blah are you you know what yes. i mean like the back and forth Ugh. so and okay. it will pull, it pulls in it pulls in my personal calendar and my forever 35 calendar there we so go. it knows not to schedule things on those at those times either Okay, well, you've inspired me. I'm going to set up a Calendly. Ooh, maybe we should set one up for the podcast. A hundred percent. Like for those meetings yes. that we that we have to Do schedule. Together. Here yeah. we go. Oh, well, Calendly, look out. We're Here we come. For you. Here we come. <laughs> you haven't seen anything like us yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you've never met two people like us. Oh, my um, God. How did the meal planning go? It went reasonably well. Um, okay. I made shake and bake pork chops, which I haven't had since I was a child. Can I, I have a really dumb question. There's no such thing, but yes. Is shake and bake just like seasoning? Yes. It's like breadcrumbs okay. and seasoning that you buy at the store. And you can, there's a million recipes to make your own with like probably quote unquote better ingredients. But I was like, I don't need this shit. I don't need to sit here and measure spices. Just give me the pre-made original. And so I right. did. Right. And right, right. boy, it was delish. I made myself um Julia Tertian's like ricotta and potato chip salmon cakes to have for lunch this week. Those are so good. Oh, those are so good. Oh, and so I've been munching on those and I Yum. I just um so that has gone okay. Um and then This week, you know, as Dory, you know, offline, because all I do is text you about how stressed I am. I'm on a really hard deadline for my book. And by hard, I mean, like, it can't be moved. I am. It's getting turned in, baby. And it just means that, like, all my self-care has gone out the window. You know, I'm, like, up Mm -hmm. until 1130, crunched over my computer. I don't – I also have my period. Like, I just don't Mm -hmm. feel good. And I'm, like, such an all-or-nothing self-care person. If that makes sense. Like yeah. when I'm stressed, it's like, forget it. I'm not exercising. I'm not going to sleep. Yep. I'm not bathing. It's just like, I just become a little, you know, a little unhinged. So I I have a few more days like this, but what I was thinking is that a bath would feel really nice. Mm a bath, a, just a warm mm, bath. Mm-hmm, I could mm-hmm. watch the episode of Call My Agent that I that I haven't gotten to see yet that I've been holding on mm. to. So I'm going to try to just give myself that. Like some point this week, I have a big warm bath waiting for me with a Ooh. lot of lavender scented Epsom salts. Ooh. Ooh, that sounds nice. Well, you know, like a lot of times the line is like baths aren't really what self-care is. And I would say like they are part of it for sure. And yeah, sometimes they are. They could really help my both my mental health and the way my my physical body is feeling right now. So it's bath time for me. Great. This week. 
Okay. Well, everybody, we appreciate you listening. And we, of course, want you to know that Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Dora Shafrir and Kate Spencer. And it's produced and edited by Sammy Junio. And Sam Reed is our project manager. And our network partner is ACAST. That's true. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.